over the course of the last uh, 15 months, we've had three or four really significant interconnected events that have completely changed the conversation about who we are, who we want to be, the kind of conversations people are having. Just take uh, COVID-19, what that's Mm-hmm. What that's done, it's completely upended how how we think about work, yeah. where we work, when we work, yeah. how we share and make space with each other. Welcome to Think Beyond Space, the PDX Workplace Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Blake St. Ange, Principal for the Portland Office of Cressa, a global corporate real estate firm. From the people, the culture, and their thoughts on the future of work, we sit down with leaders from Portland's most respected companies to learn about what makes their workplaces tick. We also dive into the commercial real estate markets and workplace trends that will help shape the future of business in Portland for years to come. Subscribe at cresta.com slash Portland or wherever you find your podcasts. Welcome back to the podcast. I am really excited to have Bob Speltz with me today. Bob is a Senior Director of Community Relations for The Standard. Uh, Bob, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's good to be here. So uh, our, we have uh, crossed paths, maybe not physically, but in, in the past from all the community work that you do, Habitat for Humanity and some other things um, that you've done for the Rotary Club as well that I'm part of. So I'm just excited to, to sit down and have a chance to, to get to know you better, get to know what you do for the standard, what the standard is doing in general from a company standpoint. So um, why don't we start there? Start maybe give us a little bit of background of, of who you are, um, what you do for the standard. Uh, and then we'll we'll get into the conversation. That sounds great, Blake. And thanks again for having me on. Just a high level kind of introduction to the standard for listeners that may or may not know us. We're a financial services company that was founded and has been headquartered in downtown Portland since 1906. Wow. So I didn't our, realize that. Yeah, we've been we've been around a long, long time, and uh, our purpose really is to help our customers achieve financial well-being and peace of mind. And we are a provider of employer-provided benefits. So think about the things that that an employer might provide and pay for for their employees. Group life insurance, for example, group disability insurance. We're also in the retirement plans business. So we help employers of any and all sizes manage 401k programs okay. and other retirement plan devices. So we've got a, a really nice different uh, mix of uh, businesses. We're also a, a provider of commercial mortgages in other product lines as well, including individual annuities and some some voluntary products, I would call, yeah. which means that the employee, if you will, typically pays for those like um, accident insurance and critical illness. Yeah. So that's a little bit about who we are. We have about 5,000 employees. Correction, 3,000. Got that one wrong. <laughs> um, and uh, are privately held, but have been publicly traded at one time. And we're, yeah. we were a mutual insurance company before that. Okay. Yeah. My work is, I, I love my work because it, it it's a nice portfolio of really different things, most of which is external facing, right? So it means I'm outside the buildings engaging with a broad cross-section of stakeholders. So I oversee and manage corporate PR, and that specifically would be PR that is uh, sharing public corporate information. Also work on all of our community-related PR, our philanthropy, our employee volunteerism, 
any way that we engage positively in the community and also respond to and manage crisis PR. And thankfully, that's probably the smallest piece of my job yeah. because we we don't have a lot of uh, crisis PR to manage, but it's an important set of skills and, and uh, tools to have on hand in case you need it. Yeah. The biggest uh, piece and the piece I think that, that people might be most familiar with would be our our community facing work, our philanthropy, the giving and the sponsorships that that our company uh, does, as well as our employee directed giving. We have a fantastic, very generous group of employees who who donate every year to yeah. thousands of charities, and the company matches that two for one. Oh wow! Yeah, it's a really wonderful program. Yeah. And I can say more about that, but we raise, you know, last year more than five million dollars with that program. Gee, I didn't, that's, I mean, that's substantial. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really, it's a really wonderful program. More than 70% of our employees participate. It's, it's really one of the sort wow. of the cornerstones yeah. of our, of our culture here. So that's, that is the, that is my job in a nutshell. I, I have a lean and mean team. It's a team of two. And then we recruit volunteers inside the company for all kinds of different yeah. things that we do. And and um, it really is a job of influence, right? Yeah. And providing uh, strong, uh, actionable counsel to different parts of the business when needed. I don't know if you think about from the last, so you've got, call it 115 years, and then you think about the last 15 months about the craziness that's been going on in the last 15 months. What's been, has it been a heavier load on the shoulders um, through that community work? Walk me through a little bit of that. Yeah, I appreciate that question a lot. Um, anyone that's been doing this work over the last 15 or 16 months will will tell you it's been a period of time unlike any other that most of us have experienced or lived through. Typically, we may have you know one sort of major event or uh, yeah. a series of interconnected <laughs> yeah, events right. to manage through like a recession, for example, sure. in a decade. And, you know, over the course of the last uh, 15 months, we've had three or four really significant interconnected events that have completely changed the conversation about who we are, um, who we want to be, the kind of conversations people are having. Just take... Uh, COVID-19, what that's mm -hmm. what that's done, it's completely upended how, how we think about work, yeah. where we work, when we work, yeah. how we how we share and make space with each other. It, it's it's totally sparked conversations about collaboration, mm -hmm. creativity. And there's been a lot of hard stuff around it too. Isolation, depression. Yeah. You know, we're in the uh, wellness and behavioral health business and uh you know mental health issues have uh really really skyrocketed during this pandemic uh substance abuse disorder people being cut off and disconnected from family co-workers support networks yeah it's it's, it's been, been a lot it's been a lot and then yeah. you know of course for folks that that had covid or yeah. have it and the folks with long haul issues that that may suffer long-lasting effects you know, this, you can see the long, long tail we've got. Yeah, yeah. So philanthropy and and companies as employers and as corporate citizens, if you will, have had to figure out how to navigate and how to respond, um, how to communicate um, who they are. The racial reckoning in particular was really mm -hmm. a unique 
in a very important moment for people and for organizations right. to figure out who they were yeah. and where, where they were going to be in these conversations. And we certainly had those conversations internally and you, it's been it's been amazing. I feel like it was kind of like going to grad school, getting an MBA, yeah. you know, in fifteen months. <laughs> yeah, school hard knocks. Going really. to work. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I love. Uh, I'm really proud of a lot of the things that that we did. We dug really deep, uh, you know, as a company to really push uh, push harder for additional philanthropy, but also. Uh, to be a great employer, and we can yeah. get into some more of that yeah. if you're if you're curious in the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Well, so so as we as we sort of uh, think about the last year, let's just say, and and the challenges that that organizations, companies, people, employers, and employees have had, and trying to keep that relationship strong with everything being virtual and all that sort of, you know, and then certainly here in Portland with all the challenges that we've had, not only with COVID, but then with the challenges downtown and then other things beyond that, uh, you know, the standard has been sort of a standard in making, you know, making statements or doing things. And so just curious if you could walk us through some of the things that you guys from a leadership perspective, I mean, obviously you now have a, a, a new CEO as well um, that's taking helm, but maybe the last year there's, Sort of, you know, context around the standard getting out into Tannisport and, and leaving downtown, not not permanently, but for a period of time to get some things uh, settled out. So, just curious about what you guys. Uh, um, a couple of different questions to the to the question, but did you have a, a, a robust remote or or policy pre uh, pandemic? Um, considering you're a century old company and sort of a stalwart in industry wise. So that's one thing. And then what does that look like now um, as we're looking, hopefully with COVID, not fully in the rear view, but maybe in the partial rear view as we go, you know, for years to come. Massive. Absolutely. And just, you know, briefly about managing through COVID, some of the high points, um, leadership really prioritized employee safety. That was the, yeah. the number one priority was let's, let's, let's operate in a manner that keeps our people safe. Right. Um, and, you know, adjacent to that, of course, would be serving customers yeah. and, and running, running our business the way we need to run it and, and taking care of, taking care of, taking care of the business as well as taking care of ourselves. Yeah. Ourselves. One of the things that started, you know, communications became really important, mm -hmm. right? Because yeah. people were at home. Um, I'd never worked from home before, you know, I've been in, I've been work, I've been, driving to an office or commuting to an office for 30 years. I'd yeah. never done it before. And I will tell you those first weeks in March were really disorienting. Yeah. Massively. First of all, I didn't I didn't really have a space to work. I was at the dining room table. Yeah. <laughs> um, like a lot of people. Yeah, right, right. And uh you know, it looked like um it was a mess in there, you yeah. know, monitor on a box, cords all over uh -huh. the place. Uh, you know, <laughs> half-eaten meals sitting around i mean it was it was a mess and then of course the camera comes on and people can yeah. see the chaos so <laughs> we all we all had a lot of uh for those of us that really don't have offices where we where we live it yeah. was a chaotic time but yeah our corporate communications team just did a really fantastic job of yeah. pivoting yeah. and there was you know as you remember it uh there was great uncertainty about what was happening, what was going oh, to happen. Tremendous. Who was going to get sick? Was 
how many people were going to die? What kind of disruption would there be to supply chain, grocery stores? Oh my God, toilet yeah. paper, right? Yeah, for um, a period of time, it was. It, I mean, it was. It, it was really, really bleak. It was very bleak and chaotic, and and uh, if you let it, it, could be incredibly distracting. Yeah, I had to turn the alerts off on my electronic devices because. Yeah. I would just be so distracted by those headlines. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they were they were not good headlines. Right. But uh, back again to communications, employee communications in particular, our CEO started doing a series of videos about every other week, just talking to people, looking right in the camera. Yeah. And talking about, you know, what he was feeling and thinking, changes and benefits and other flexibility that we were putting in place yeah. for employees. Yeah. And there's a long, interesting list of, of things that we we did just to make make it easier for folks yeah. to do their job. You know, dollars, resources for work at home equipment. Like I said, most of us didn't have any, you know, any anything at home to really work from. Right. Um, so the company provided dollars for that. Yeah. Uh, taking PTO was hard, right? So giving people uh, the ability to carry over more PTO. You know, those are just two things that yeah. came to mind. But these videos were really, really popular. Yeah. And our CEO, um, Greg Ness, was very, very authentic. Yeah. You know, I mean, he was really himself on these videos. He shared stuff that still makes me laugh. I mean, stuff stuff that was very vulnerable. And I'll, I'll share this. Hopefully, he won't be listening. Uh, <laughs> or his wife. But, you know, yeah. he, he opened a video. We were quite a ways in yeah and it was a very hard difficult time but um he said you know i had to color my wife's hair this week and that was really hard and i was really scared that i was gonna you know not <laughs> do a good job <laughs> and then yeah that would know, have been the <laughs> get to get the wrong hair color and i was so struck by him sharing that it really spoke to me and about about the things people did to help each other yeah get get through stuff because yeah. guess what you know people who uh, my gorgeous hair um is <laughs> yeah. the same color i don't color it but i know a lot of people that color their hair yeah and yeah. you couldn't do that yeah you know you couldn't go to a salon or yeah or to a business to get your hair colored yeah and um, well there's identity to that too i think there's, right. a, there's a big part of that where it's you know you've been doing something it's just like anything else you've been doing something for so long well it, it could be the most minute thing it could be the most you know deep thing but e e even still there's that disruption which it's a it is it's an internal you know challenge and it, it's those are tough things to manage through and to have that vulnerability from a leadership perspective to sort of share out with the three thousand people like you know it's a I think it, that's one of the questions, how do you balance leadership and having a strong backbone of leadership through this challenging time, but also with a little bit of that softness of vulnerability to let people know like, yeah. oh, damn, they're like, they're even though they're leading, they're also having a little bit of, you know, this is a tough time for all yeah, in that, absolutely. In that regard. And, and he really, really struck that chord. And the, there are other just smaller things that yeah. I think, you know, all of us saw and experienced like his his dog, you know, would sit down with him on the couch, you know, he just was instinctively in a lot of those videos. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, that was really nice because you, you could see, oh, he's got a dog, yeah. you know, cute yeah. dog too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> can't remember his name, but. Yeah, um, the personal connection of that sort of seeing the yeah. real life, you know. Yeah, absolutely. In those videos, you know, he conveyed a lot of really important information in them, things that people were concerned about and cared yeah. about. Yeah. And also it was just, it was almost like, you know, it wasn't around for, 
for FDR um, or Winston Churchill, but you know the fireside chats that yeah. Franklin Delano Roosevelt uh, did during yeah. the war. And uh, we were not in a war, but it, it certainly had some of the, the the stressful feelings. Yeah, you definitely had some, you know, from an employee base saying like, "Hey, what are we doing?" And it was like this looking for a captain and a leader and the team to say, "Okay, this is how we're going to steer that." You know, yeah. as you're working through it. A absolutely. You know, um, and those videos, uh, you know, I always look forward to them. Sometimes as a communications person had the, uh, was asked to help work on the content. Yeah. And, you know, we went through some really, really hard, difficult times on those videos. You know, I, I think about the murder of George Floyd. Yeah. And remembering a video that came out about about that. Uh, from Greg and the responsibility about how how do you want to talk about this? How mm. do you want to frame this? What message, what, what, you know, what are you gonna say? And how mm -hmm. are you gonna say it? And are you gonna give, how do you give people a sense of hope? Yeah. Uh, and when when something so horrific has 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 happened that words can barely barely describe it. Mm -hmm. So it it's been it's been really something um the the safety issue um uh really really popped up last summer mm -hmm. and uh downtown you know we were we were gosh 70 maybe 80 days into nightly protests and by this time the peaceful protest portion of those demonstrations was was beginning to fade or there would be multiple groups of people one group that was mostly just interested in breaking stuff and mm -hmm. and doing property damage graffiti lighting fires that sort of stuff that coupled with some assaults on our on our own employees daytime assaults i might add uh 7 30 in the morning wow. so this is not like you know 10 at night right right um morning assaults on employees and contractors led us to uh, take a pause on folks who were working. We had a small number of folks uh, in these buildings that yeah. had to be for their work. And we had them working from our, our Hillsboro, Oregon campus uh, for a few months. Yeah, That was really hard and it got a lot of attention in the media globally. I was uh, quoted in a, a story in, on the Daily Mail <laughs> in Britain, which just cracked me up because yeah. I happened to read it uh, every day. I yeah. never dreamed I would be. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was crazy. You know, they have like 14 million readers a day. Wow. So it's 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 nutty. But um, the good news is is I think that those hard days are behind us. Um, you know our. Our our buildings were ringed with with fences, yeah, and boarded. Uh, many of the windows were boarded up after after they were shattered. We we lost tenants. You know, if you know our building um, on Sixth Avenue here, we have a Starbucks that um, used to be in the lower level that mm -hmm. I was in three or four times a day. Is it's gone now? Mm -hmm. um, other businesses uh, on real estate we own downtown have left. That's been really hard. I think it's ten or twelve tenants that that we've lost. We certainly gained some tenants. Yeah. Um, but all of this has taken a toll yeah. on downtown. Um, but our, our intent is to be back. We'll be bringing people back um, starting uh, Tuesday after Labor Day, so oh, nice. in September. Yeah. It's very, we're, we're excited. 
And what's the forward to it. what's the plan for that? Is it sort of hybrid work? Uh, is it all in the office? What's 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 the sort of policy or plan as you guys move to the next phase? Yeah, that's a that's a great question, and and we've we've learned a lot uh, from how other companies are approaching this, and yeah. everyone is doing it a little bit differently. Yeah, but which and could change, you know, twelve months from now, even right. I mean, it just. Absolutely, it'd be open to that change again, like because it's you may not have it exactly right that Tuesday coming back, right? But then it's like being open to okay, we're still sort of figuring out what the longer term play is going to be. I think there's 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 a, a general acknowledgement uh, by leadership here that that the the nature of work has has been changed by what we've experienced over the last fifteen months. What leadership asked managers to do, people managers to do was with an eye past the pandemic to uh, look at each job, each and every job in the company and classify it sort of in one of three categories. The first is 100% work from home. Mm -hmm. This is a job that can successfully be done from home Mm -hmm. or anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, And the second classification is hybrid, right? And that would be two to three days a week in the office. Yeah. And if you've got a dedicated office space and want to come back, please please be here three days a week. Yeah. And then uh, jobs that are 100% in the office that really cannot be p done successfully. So all that classification has taken place. Yeah. Um, the second step in the process was a survey, an employee survey, that uh, just wrapped up oh, about maybe a week and a half ago. Oh wow! Just asking employees yeah. w- what their preferences were. Yeah. And sort of cross-tabulating that survey with those job classifications. So we don't have any any hard or fast numbers to share with you yet, but I expect that there will be people working from home full-time. We don't know know, what percentage of our workforce will be back uh, full-time or hybrid. And it will be, you know, we'll be we'll be figuring that out yeah. as we start to bring folks back in September. Yeah. Um, but you know, for folks that want to come back in now, the offices are essentially open, They're open, and it's okay to do so. And we're here yeah. having this conversation today. Yeah. Uh, you know, on the 12th floor of, yeah. of Standard uh, Plaza, and it's yeah. really, really nice to have you all here, and and it's yeah. really nice to be back in this conference room myself, where I've spent I don't know ten thousand hours. Yeah. Talking yeah. to people. So my guess is you're not going to clean up the dining room and stay working from home. You're going to be, you know, you're going to be here and engaging yeah. in the community like you've always been doing. That's right. My job got was was classified hybrid, so yeah. it'll be a couple days at home and a couple days here in the office. And yeah. that sounds great to me. Yeah. Um, I really appreciate the uh, work from home for days when I need to write something yeah. or edit something or do something down. that I really need to focus on right. and um, want to minimize the amount of sort of interruption or casual drop-bys yeah. that happen when you're in this building. <laughs> so yeah. it's yeah. going to be behavior to relearn. Right. Like dr- just driving down here today. Yeah. I mean, I've got pants on. Yeah. Not that anyone notices. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I got pants on and, and socks and shoes and the whole, you know, yeah. belt, the whole thing. Yeah. And relearning, you know, re- learning to, to kind of socialize with folks yeah. and, and shake hands and, yeah. 
and uh, sit next to somebody in a chair, yeah, and, yeah. and not be in a mask or in a in a scuba suit, <laughs> right? So yeah, it feels it, good. It, feels it does. Good. It feels really. Yeah. It, it feels really good, and I think um, I'm I'm excited. I think you know one of the things, one of the lingering issues for employers, we are you know we're we're not requiring the vaccine. We're strongly recommending it. Mm-hmm. I mean, strongly recommending it and and incentivizing folks to do it. I think one of the lingering issues for employers is is for vaccinated uh, employees in particular, how do we how do we get comfortable with uh, our fellow employees not knowing whether or not they're vaccinated? Yeah, I don't have a great answer for that, but yeah. that is that is an issue I know on the minds of of a lot of folks. Uh, in the RTO return yeah. to office world. Yeah, that'll be a big topic. Uh, you can do a whole podcast series on on that and also retention and recruitment of employees. Now it's all, it, I'm sure you've been reading the news too on that sort of exodus of companies or people or employees from different organizations, depending upon what it is that their return to office policies are. And it's like, you know, it's just, that's a whole other, whole other can of worms that we can get into at a, at a different time, but you know, yeah. so. One bright spot I will mention for us in particular um, has been IT information technology. We we compete against a lot of amazing employers in industries, and you know because of COVID, we've we've been able to hire a lot of really incredible, smart, talented people um, and have them work remotely. People who who we might never uh, recruit here successfully. Yeah. Um, for all kinds of reasons, family or otherwise, that yeah. they want to stay put. So we've got, you know, new folks um, in our IT teams working from all over the country, and that's been a huge. Well, that's great. To, I mean, win. It's, it's great to hear too, because you, you've been hearing about the the sort of the war on talent even pre-COVID, and now it's just it, it's yep. even becoming more challenging. So it's good to hear. So. I've given you hopefully enough time to think about this one now. Yes. About who you're supposed to have your your coffee or cocktail with, yes. Bob. So uh, who would that be? It doesn't have to be someone that's past. It can be someone that's present. Um, I'm not sure you know anyone in the future, but you know, you never know. I don't know anybody in the future yet, but I've been watching a lot of weird cable TV uh, over COVID. So maybe maybe I do. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I I thought about that. Uh, somebody would be fun to have coffee with. I. It will be someone that's not here anymore. Um, I miss my father very much. He passed mm-hmm. away when I was when I was eleven, and there's something about that age, you know, that's it's just so crushing. Like your parents are your your world, and they're they're your 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 security, your identity, everything kind of wraps and revolves around them. If yeah. you're blessed to have parents that are are mostly or high functioning or mostly functioning right um and uh anyways i've just you know it's it was a, it was a terrible loss yeah and, uh it would be fun to sit down and have some coffee with him and and hear hear what he's been up to and and just hear his voice and see him yeah. and and uh sort of have a have the the father and son moment if yeah. you will that, oh yeah that that we didn't get to have so uh that got all serious all of a sudden no i mean that's yeah. such a i i mean it's such a real answer and you know matter of fact my father passed away when i was 11 and it's just and now yeah. i'm a fa- i'm a father of three boys right. oldest is seven and it, to have that 
that connection, you know, with your kids, if you have blessed have to, to have kids, it's just, yeah. it's almost like that realization now as you're older with kids, like, wow, like what you sort of lost in that very time is a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and then to come to terms with that. And then, yeah, it'd be, it, that's a, it's a really real answer. And I, and, and I just appreciate, you know, where that comes from. So, yeah, you, yeah. Will, you will have, uh, you know, as, as your kids get older, that will have special meaning for you. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's it's interesting that we have that. Yeah. Have that in common. I it's know. a real it's not a club anybody wants no. to be in, no. but it's uh I I always I always have got a special respect for people in that club. Yeah. That's that that's a very hard, sad club, yeah. very complicated club to be part of. But yeah. anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, on a lighter note. There you uh, go. Yeah. So, um, where can people find more about you, and then more about the standard? Um, yeah. Where can they find find you? Let's see. You can find more about the standard at our at our website. Our homepage is standard.com. Okay. Um, gosh, you can find me on Twitter, Bob underscore Speltz. Let's see. I'm also uh, easily located on LinkedIn or Facebook. Or the Daily Mail. find me. Or the Daily Mail. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly right. Man. And uh, the photos, you know, they were not photos that we shared with them, but the story. So how they got photos. Yeah. Oh, they always get photos. Uh They're they're an amazing news gathering organization. Well, yeah. I were were, uh, my partner and I are, are, you know, she and I are watching the, The Crown. And it's very interesting that, you know, of course, I don't know, you know, some of it's factual, some of it's not, whatever, but just thinking about like what the news outlets, you know, as, as my wife and I watch that is just like, well, it's yeah. pretty interesting. So yeah. now tra- like you sort of see some of the things that go on, but yeah. Huge fan of the anyway, crown. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's really uh, interesting. I, I hope it, I hope that it's got an, I don't think it's got 10 more seasons, but. Well, don't tell me anything because we're only through season one. So. I won't. You know, oh. We're just starting season two. So. Good. Oh. This is. Season two know, is phenomenal. We got, we got a gets, lot of things to get through. Yeah. It's so. it's awesome. Ration it. That would yeah. be my advice is don't, <laughs> yeah. don't bust through it in one sitting and, yeah. and save it and savor it because it's, uh, it's good. It's exceptionally well done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Bob, thanks so much for the time today. I really appreciate you sharing, you know, about you, about your, your, you know, your past, your sort of career journey and what the standard's doing. And um, just thank you for all the work you're doing in our community too. It's just, uh, um, it's really, uh, really influential stuff. So. Thanks, Blake. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks. You bet. Thank you for listening to Think Beyond Space, the PDX Workplace Insider Podcast. To follow along and get additional insights from each episode, visit cressa.com slash Portland. Please also take a minute to rate and subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.